Hello, welcome to another episode of Stars and Startups with me, Varun Bhumidi. If you are a first-time listener, don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. All links can be found in show notes. The best way to stay informed is to sign up for our weekly newsletter via our Substack. Today we chat with Harsha, an alumnus of IIT Bombay and a co-founder of Find. Find offers a technology solution to retail merchants that helps them manage their inventory and sales across various channels. Find is unique. They were one of the very few direct investments Google had made and then in 2019 Reliance acquired a majority stake in the company buying out all investors. A very interesting story and to take us through this journey we talked to Harsh. Let's say hi. Find um, you know if you guys have been tracking startup news uh, was recently acquired by Reliance uh, as part of their group of uh, portfolio companies that are doing some amazing things in the Indian uh, startup ecosystem. I have actually met uh, Harsh uh, way back in the day when uh, Find was called ShopSense. Uh, ShopSense right. did a lot of different things. Uh, and, and they have also pivoted along the way, uh, rode the wave of e-commerce. Uh, so I, I'm going to get into a lot of those things with Harsh. But uh, Harsh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Varun. Always a pleasure. Um, it's, it's always been great meeting you, running into you. Uh, and you know, <laughs> when I saw your email yesterday, I was like, you know, hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. No, this is uh, this is going to be fun because you know I I, I have a soft spot for e-commerce. Uh, having spent enough time in it, and having seen the early days of e-commerce, right? Uh, and and right. Uh, and that's that's I think that's when uh, one of uh, your investors had asked me to uh, kind of talk to you guys because of my experience with Jabong. So that's right. That was our first interaction, and and it seems like eons ago because <laughs> like uh, I think we were all children at that time. Uh, just try to learn Absolutely. i think we still are i think i think i, I think it's great to be a child <laughs> yeah uh, well that's that's the attitude you need to have always be curious <laughs> a child right <laughs> absolutely um, harsh so uh, you know there's so much to talk about uh, on the on what's happening in e-commerce today um and and a market that was so crowded uh, in 2012 2013 where every yep. second startup um, and the, you know was an e-commerce company because that was low-hanging fruit, right? Um, in the sense, uh, the first thing in anywhere in the world is selling products and, and creating commerce online and something that's physical, tangible uh, was kind of the way that, you know, uh, an audience gets used to the internet. And and that's really what we saw in, in that phase of, uh, 2011, 12, 13, um, a lot of, you know, companies kind of fizzled out, did well. ShopSense was one of those uh, starting out, you wanted to create uh, an e-commerce platform, uh, and but you had a different take on it, right? Um, and you, you and your co-founders had just graduated from IIT uh, and you thought this is a great problem to solve. And you know, can, can you take me through that journey and, and give a quick sure. introduction to shop sense uh, now find? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, we spent uh, a few years out of IIT actually um, working in consulting. Uh, I think Farooq and I both uh, spent predominantly the large part of the year in the US uh, consulting for companies in multiple sort of sectors, uh, e-commerce, 
not China, not actually e-commerce, retail uh, being being one of them. And I think uh, a, a large part of our work was to use data to figure out how to make companies better, right? Um, and this is you know 2010, 2011, 2012, um, and and we see this sort of e-commerce boom happening in India. Um, and you know the boom is on the back of uh, of course, you know, great penetration of the internet and, you know, people buying online and of course COD, you know, being the, uh, being the sort of, you know, innovative kid on the block. And we saw how, how e-commerce was able to actually serve consumers much better, uh, purely because of the fact that, you know, they knew consumers better, right? Uh, whether it was, um, you know, what you bought, uh, but also what were you considering to buy, which led to, you know, what you ended up buying. Um, and we saw this to be like a, like a great sort of white space in the physical retail environment. And we said that why isn't something like this uh, possible uh, offline? And, you know, our focus was, was, was you know, I, I mean, at that time, you know, still today, uh, a large part of shopping happens offline, um, but, they, but they don't have the sort of tools and, and sort of the capability uh, to do what e-commerce uh, And of course, e-commerce, uh, started off with being more more sort of catalog shopping rather than you know actually experiential shopping uh, and still is to a large extent today and he said you know is there a way for us to sort of merge the best of both worlds so our take back then was can we use digital shopping tools in the physical retail environment to try and create a, a sort of merging of you know you know the best of both worlds uh, in the store so shop sense back then was you know, taking technology to the physical retail store uh, and you know bringing in the the, the 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 sort of advantages of you know catalog shopping you know infinite scroll uh, you know filtering sharing with friends and all of those things in the physical store hmm. so that was your first pitch to investors saying that right. this is this is what we're doing um, and we're saying that in a physical store can i give additional tools um, that will connect the what was the pitch? Because uh, I think I think it's like, you know, because it's kind of odd to then go into a store and then have to do an online purchase, right? Uh, if I'm you hearing know, the, you correctly. The, the, right. I mean, so the idea is that you're not doing a purchase, online purchase in the store, but you're essentially um, using abilities like sorting, filter, uh, search, sharing in the store. And so when you walk into a store, you've got so much of the merchandise all around you, and you're probably interacting with 20% of the merchandise only, right? And a lot of times you're probably, you know, getting help from the store associate uh, who's maybe incentivized to sell you something because, you know, that's, that's you know, uh, higher margin for the brand and so on and so forth. But, but you tend to get lost within, within that store. I mean, if you walk into a shop or stop, you've got like four stories, five stories of products, and you know, you're like, you know, I know where to begin and we're going to go to the first track in front of me. But if you were able to sort of, you know, do the whole sorting, filtering, sharing, recommending thing inside that store, how would that change your shopping behavior, right? As a, yeah. as a customer. So the idea was actually to do that and actually create like a consumer engagement solution within the store, which would lead to shopping, right? Uh, yeah. um, whether you purchase it in the store or whether you sort of, you know, Take it online and you know, say, you know what? Okay, I probably don't don't find something out here, but let me just you know come back later. So the idea was to actually help the consumer and the store associate in the store uh, to arrive at a shopping decision through the consideration journey as well. Okay, um, that was the pitch to sort of you know investors and and you know even retailers per se. Yeah. So uh, that was my question actually. So um, to to the retailers 
who wanted to have this setup um could you explain a little bit about the setup and and what what did right. they get um uh, and and you know what did they buy into so setup was very so, so, so setup was very simple uh, we told the investors i'm uh, sorry the retailers that today you are essentially um engaging with your customer only at the point of sale which is at the end of the shopping journey right i mean yes you do have store associates who are sort of talking to the consumers but in most stores i think the customer walking in is at least two or three levels higher than the store associate right in terms of you know the products you use uh, you know income level economic background and so on and so forth um and it's usually you asking the store associate for you know certain clarifications on the product right i think apart from electronics uh in any other category you walk into you're probably more knowledgeable than the store associate who's serving you in the store and uh and and we went to the retailers and said that hey um how can how can you expose a larger sort of merchandise to the customer uh, how can your store associates actually get trained to better serve these consumers right whether whether it's simple product information whether it's simply knowing what's actually present in in the store today can this sort of setup help you with that right so we said take a large 32 inch touch screen 40 inch touch screen or an ipad uh, mm-hmm. and use that as a way to engage with the consumer i'm not saying that you get the consumer directly on on this touch screens in the store but you know while during this consumer's shopping journey can you can you introduce this sort of tablet or large touch screen to the consumer to help them better narrow down their selection and you know we added sort of you know great bells and whistles where we said that if you want the shirt here are these sort of five trousers which will look very good with this particular shirt or vice versa and not just you know a, a standard carousel recommended you know products which go well with that but an actual visual representation of a shirt and a pant you know sort of underneath that um, i mean in in a being human store this visual representation was actually on salman khan so you mm-hmm. could change salman's shirts and pants and see you know what sort of you know look um uh, looks looks good so it's a mix of sort of you know consumer engagement a wow mm. factor along yeah. with you know commodity um toolkits of search recommendation engines filtering sorting sharing with your friends uh, looking at sort of inventory availability and so on and so forth so, so there's a little bit we, of interactivity said, as well in that absolutely yeah. so 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 we said there are two aspects are are offered out here right? there's there's one aspect which says that hey i want to engage with the product on a deeper level uh and the second is even if the products not there i still want to know that the products there in some other store of yours so that i can actually get that from uh, the perspective of ecom right um i'm guessing you were not categorizing yourself as e-commerce at that point no right? because because the sale the sale itself is not happening on uh, shop sense right uh you're right. adding a layer of analytics uh and 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 data and offering a service that would enable the user to make a a better purchase decision and right and and so as a retailer um the value that i would get is uh, hopefully either selling more products to this individual that's right or ensuring that a product sale happens because he's able to identify the product that he's looking for and and the third piece is that even if the product's not there mm-hmm. um i'm still able to close a transaction by showing him a product which i have in some other store of mine okay so so that so he ensures that the sale happens even though uh it's not the maybe physically not. present 
yeah, that's true. So, so you you sort of plugging a loss of sale because mm-hmm. of out of stock products, right? Or mm-hmm. just because you don't have that product in in that store's merchandise. And um, in this phase, I remember uh, in 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 the twenty twelve twenty thirteen time frame, a uh, lot of retailers were not embracing e commerce as such, right? Um, while right. in uh, uh, you know when at Jabong, we had a hard time convincing. Uh, brands to come online to begin with because they didn't right. have an online strategy uh, even to work with a, with an aggregator or a marketplace right uh, they were not keen to put their uh, stock online because they felt That's it right. would cannibalize their store sales which was yes. even more mind blowing say hey right. this is incremental business that you wouldn't otherwise get somebody to walk into your store right um mm. because this was clear for for non metros etc where people were buying Uh, actually Absolutely. taking out their debit cards or doing cash and delivery like you said and making those purchases uh, so if the sale or transaction here there's no incremental revenue that's happening online without the person walking in right um yeah uh, the only incremental know, part is is essentially yes yeah, so the only incremental part is the plugging of the loss of sale right so mm, so yeah. so that's definitely an incremental part and the second is so if you actually look at look at how 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 a store's conversion funnel works right i mean take our restaurants but yeah a clothing store or a footwear store out of every 100 people that walk into the store probably 10 12% walk out within the first 30 seconds itself right and you've got the remaining sort of 85 guys that are there or people that are there um i would say 40 of them probably walk out without even trying anything Mm. right so now you've got a remaining about 45 consideration said maybe about 20 of those will try but not end up buying anything at all mm. or or actually try and 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 it wouldn't even enter the consideration of buying right so 20s goes away there and then the remaining sort of 20 25 there'll be five six of them who will try it maybe consider it but think that you know what okay you know what i'm not really fitting this fitting in this particular product well or you know i like a medium but i but there's only a large or a small out here and there's only remaining 15% people who are actually buying something so throughout this funnel there are two aspects of it right that there's an engagement piece which which you're saying that hey can i move this 15% to a 20 25% by sort of engaging the consumer better because you got to understand these are these are sort of non standardized categories right these are want based categories where the decision making is happening based on your experience with that product in that store so if it's an experience that is that's better you're going to end up making a better sort of purchase decision out here so so the first aspect was can you can we move this sort of 15 to a 2025 and the second one was that the guys who are between the 15 and the 25 who are not finding the right size of the color can you sort of you know manage them as well so the idea was that this is incremental sales in in the fact that i'm helping you increase your conversion numbers and i'm also helping you plug a loss of sale because of the product not being available i'm i'm guessing this is where the retailer said you know what okay this is this is something that we're willing to pay for and 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 what was the business model then because uh, it's easy to right. say i'll so, take a commission right it's easy to say i'll take a commission right. and then and then have inventory sale that's a typical retail transaction right sure. this is completely off uh you know a, a yeah so I mean, there's there's definitely one of the reasons why we had to pivot away from that model. Right? Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, um, we were we were not sitting on the transaction, right? Uh, so there's a lot of anecdotal evidence of whether it worked or whether it didn't work, depending on whether the retailers um, had a mood to pay you or didn't want to pay you, right? Um, 
right? It's, it's essentially as simple as that. And, you know, we would, we would definitely show all the session information, right? So we would know, and there's so many people actually ended up using the application, uh, spent so much time on it, checked out so many products and so on and so forth. But we were never able to actually link it to a particular specific transaction that happened in the store. Um, so initially, the business model was we were charging a license fee on a per month basis. Um, and, 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 and we didn't get too many sort of pushbacks on the license fee model per se. We were charging anywhere between 10,000 to 15,000 rupees per store per month. Uh, but there was definitely two aspects which sort of uh, were not scalable per se, right? So one is, of course, we were not sitting on the transaction. Uh, so, so there's no way for us to accurately measure and attribute impact to our product, right, in the store. That's number one. Number two is this whole setup costs anywhere between 30,000 to a lakh rupees, depending on, you know, what type of screen you took, what size of screen yeah. you took. And, 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 and that's a capex that the retail has to put in. So if I'm Nike and then if I have 400 stores, I need to shell out four crores for this capex in across all these 400 stores, right? Um, so, so, so we sort of, you know, hit sort of a kind of um, ceiling out here where we knew it was working and we were profitable because we had a good, you know, 200 stores who were giving us 10,000 rupees per month. Right? So we had a good two, two crore revenue coming in sort of every month. Uh, and expenses were sort of, you know, definitely back in those days, lesser than that. Um, but it was not sort of scaling beyond that. I mean, for example, Nike, um, we did about 50 stores for the first two years. And even though they had about 600 stores. And because they just wow. said, kept saying, that, hey, our CapEx cycles aren't, aren't there yet right now. So yeah. we can't really sort of put in there. Or, you know, if, if we push to increase the 10,000, 15,000 rupees, they'll say, hey, but you know what? What's the attribution like? What's the yeah. impact? You know, I called up this store. He said, yeah, nahi, theek hai, chala, but nahi, chala. So, you know, those sort of, sort of issues happen. So we said, you know what? This is not probably not working mm-hmm. uh, as, so as, the delta, as, as much as we sort of hope. So the delta for uh, ShopSense itself was not there, right? That means, um, uh, you know... We've not, it, able it, to, we've not able to accurately show the delta i mean even okay. if it was there i mean you couldn't sort of you know you know prove it without doubt that you know yes it's mm. so uh, did you track like store on store sales and and was that not uh, you know attributable attributable so to... would, you know mm. that's right so he, he, even though we could track it it was not attributed back to us because they said oh of course yes it's sale but you know we did this sort of campaign outside in the mall and that's why it sort of you know got more got more people walking in so we were not able to actually accurately to this. I mean, sure, they were, I mean, one thing that we were able to show is that there were X number of people who actually used mm-hmm. this particular machine, used this application, mm-hmm. and they spent X amount of time on it, and they and they sort of you know discovered so X number of products out here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the more time you spend, it's a proxy for you know how engaged you sort of kept the consumer there. So we were able to sort of you know look at that, but whether that actually resulted in a sale. There was no sort of direct correlation that we could actually get out of. It. In this time, you you kind of pivoted uh, to a kind of a hyper local yes. model, right? That's um, right. So which, this is so so this is sort of early 2015, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and we said, you know, there are these two or three different constraints to the business. Right. There's one mm-hmm. constraint is um, we're not sitting on the transaction. Uh, yeah. Second constraint is that there's a large capex involved. Um, the third constraint was that. Uh, uh, every different retailer has a has a different application that they want to be developed because it has to match the look and feel of that brand's communication and the store uh, decor and so on and so forth, right? Uh, and the fourth was the fact that, you know, these license models doesn't really work well in India when you've got, you know, collection cycles that you've got to run with the retailers at the end of every month, every quarter. Um, and, you know, the flow of sort of, you know, money of the flow of revenues not really in line with what the invoicing of revenue is. 
So how did you so transition? These are sort of the four five things which is sort of. Yeah, how did you transition? Right? Yeah, like so I think I think inventory. You have a lot of this inventory uh, right. that's there in your system, which is coming from your existing yes. setup that's already there. Absolutely. Um, so so did that enable you to say you know what let's just show this to people and see if we're able to bring in additional transactions? Absolutely. So so the way it worked is that uh, you know. I think I think one of the core things that we institutionalized right from day one is that we are going to get uh, inventory information from these stores in an automated way. And so we're not going to get someone who will manually control the stock depth in a particular store of a particular product. Right? We're always going to have APIs that we will integrate into the existing retail systems. And I think that was was the key bedrock on which on which sort of you know even today. We're built on. So he said we have this inventory information, which is accurate understanding of what is present in the store. The first sort of step happened where, on the endless aisle product, we wanted, you know, stores or the, or the store associates wanted to see, that, hey, you know what, sir or ma'am, yes, we don't have your size right now here with us, but it's there in some other store. Why don't you just, you know, give us the money right now and we'll ship it or we'll send our guy from that store to your house and deliver the product to you. Right. So, so this is sort of end of 2014, and we're getting a bunch of clients, you know, the likes of Nike, Nautica, yeah. who are doing this for the consumers, right? Where, mm. where you're sort of taking the transaction on this, you know, ShopSense uh, application. Mm. You're taking the payment in cash in your store, and then you're telling the consumer that, hey, either you can go to that store, or you can come back here in a couple of days, or I can, or I can get one of the store guys pick up the product from that store and deliver it to your house. So that was the sort of the first movement into taking the transaction, taking the taking the money, and shipping the product to the consumer. Okay? And then this happens towards the end of 2014 towards the start of 2015. And that's also the time where where the hyperlocal guys really really take off, right? So you've got the grofers and the tiny owls and the roadrunners and the swiggies, who are sort of you know in the market, saying, yeah. hey, you know what, you want something close by, just you know place an order and and I'll ship it to you from that store. So we take a leaf out of that book and we said, hey, you know, if you can do that for food and for groceries, which is, which is what Grofers and Swiggy and Tiny always doing, why can't we do that for sort of, you know, fashion and lifestyle products? We anyways have the store inventory. Why can't we just expose that on a consumer-facing application? That's, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting, right? Because uh, a company's journey is not a straight line. Uh, especially, uh, you know, when you're starting in technology, you're trying to uh, find what customers want. Um, and mm -hmm. that also meant that your technology has also kept up with the demands of what the customers want, right? Um, right. From a, uh, you know, there are three co-founders at, at ShopSense. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're obviously seeing the changing trend in the market and you're saying, you know what, that's probably better. Uh, for the future of the business, but it can't be an individual decision, right? It's being discussed, right? And you're debating, uh, and and you know, um, can you tell us a little bit of the dynamic? Uh, you know how you sure. guys built that, and and what's uh, you know pivoting is a is a is a big decision as well because you know you're saying okay, I could either go this route, you know, deploying more capital, asking brands because brands are paying because if you look at it from an outsider's perspective, right. brands are paying, right? 
yeah. brands are paying for uh, uh, the 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 units uh, in the store that's uh, right you're getting a, a monthly uh, a rental for that uh, unit right um, you know now people call it saas you know you have uh, right so, that's right and 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 that's that's where values are right if you if you fast forward to uh, a minority report kind of a scenario you know you right. walk into a store and you know store tells you looking at the iris that you know this is something absolutely. that you could sell so absolutely absolutely was that the future you're looking at because i'm sure these debates happen so so i would love to know yeah so you know we were always way. looking at the future i mean for us we i mean at that even when we started shop sense the idea was we're going to get, bring technology to the store right so um, of course the minority report uh, one was 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 like the gold standard of you know where it can go <laughs> uh, yeah but yes it was definitely building blocks in order to reach there right so whether you're getting consumer information you're getting product information um, you're getting behavior patterns you're getting sales patterns and so on and so forth but i think but i think where we got stuck honestly was, was like i said i think the business model and the capex requirements um didn't really support the scale up at that point of time right um as you said yes it was difficult because the brands were paying us we were profitable right i mean sometimes we were sort of you know using money hand over fist we had investors back then as well so i mean we had the likes of k capital and pawai lake ventures um who were invested in us um but even they i mean everyone understood that you know if you want to if you want to really scale up quickly this is probably not the best way of doing that and of course 2014 15 saas was not was not you know what sort of indian indian companies or you know even even indian vcs were interested in as well right yeah. um and 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 the other really sort of jarring uh, uh, understanding was that a you are not sitting on the transaction that was super super important in retail specifically and b you are sort of collecting you have this whole collections machinery to collect your revenue from So I would say these are the two major sort of roadblocks that we had to face, and we said that as consumers are moving online, and if we have access to inventory, is this something that we can try out as well? Right. Um, one one of the thoughts, of course, amongst the three of us as well as our investors, and we had capital in the bank at that point of time as well. Uh, this sort of early 2015 uh, was, you know, what do you guys want to really do? So we said, you know, we 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 need not. stay married to retail as a sector um we'll explore anything and everything we sort of went back to the drawing board um you know we looked everything from you know car rentals like a zoom car uh, or you know selling you know socks online like a d2c brand um education uh, payments as well we looked at everything but then we came back and we said hey you know what while that's true we could possibly do a bunch of these things we don't believe that we've given up on the problem of technology in retail right probably there needs to be a different solution probably there needs to be a different revenue model probably there needs to be a different business model there probably needs to be a different go to market but the problem of technology in retail still exists right um and and let's figure out another angle to this problem or uh, you can find another solution uh, another solution right. to get to the same need Um, so what was the north star yeah what is the north star need that you were solving for how did you so the north star need was it? the north star need was how do we use technology in the physical retail space in order to improve or increase sales this was the simple north star and that sales could come from the store the sales could come from outside the store right that technology could be a consumer engagement piece it could be an endless aisle piece 
it could be a payment space it could be anything but the north star was how do we get technology in the physical retail environment in order to improve sales what were some of the other ideas uh, i mean the other ideas like i said one was you know selling socks online uh, <laughs> there was i think i think i think this is also the time but you had the funky socks sort of revolution that started across the world and there were not too many brands in india who were selling funky socks i know happy socks has just entered selling like 700 800 rupees socks which is of course yeah. not sort of you know palatable to the indian audience um and you know even back then louis philippe was, was was you know one of the few brands who had pioneered these sort of you know funky socks there so we saw you know this is sort of one one sort of uh, idea um i think zoom car was the other idea because i think um, both me and my co-founder farooq love enjoy driving and you know every time we would sort of you know go out on a holiday we would always rent a car we said why can't you know this sort of a a mechanism be easier in india and the second was on the payments front actually where you know we're trying to figure out how do we get digital payments in the physical space uh, and you know rather than uh, rather than this whole headphone jack with sort of you know square pioneered with uh, and, you know at that time you didn't have lightning connectors on mobile phones and whatnot and you know you had these large clunky you know pos machines which are still there we said um can the phone be i mean so we actually even bought a domain name called whistle pay because we said that every phone uh has a microphone as well as as well as a speaker um and you know can we use can we use simple sound waves uh yeah. you know with different frequencies different sort of you know uh, wave uh, you know wave forms in order to sort of you know transfer payments there so we actually called it whistle pay as well so we, we so we looked at that and and it's like we haven't given up on that but it's just that you know qr codes are here so you don't really need whistle pay anymore um, yeah so it is i mean a mix of you know those sort of things that, that we looked at um icsa did uh, invest in a company called tone tag uh, i think they they use yes, that uh, technology exactly um, i think they're also bombay based exactly. um also one bombay based too that's right that's right tone tag was also there so no i i, I mean all all exciting ideas <laughs> all got on to to be million dollar companies their own right uh right. um so so you have this hyper local phase that's going on and you convinced uh you know your investors and the team that hey this is the direction right. that we're going to go in right um and then and then the com- the business continues to evolve over the next few years um you know and 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 now right. if you go to find.com you'll find uh the whole omni channel uh product and technology and, and and suite of products that it has become right right uh, which is all in the saas domain uh so to speak that's uh, right <laughs> <laughs> so well you know technically speaking technically speaking you might say that there is a saas domain but one thing that we've that we stayed true to is always monetize the transaction yeah. so in 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 sort of all the sort of platform products that we have um there's probably only one where we take a nominal fee upfront uh, which is the fine platform which was also launched like a few months ago but every other solution we were always clear we want to monetize the transaction we want to align our incentives yeah. with the sales that our clients do or our customers do how do you uh, then present that uh, pitch to the client now right because uh, a lot of indian clients are very jittery so, when it comes to giving up uh, any any piece of you know the the uh, a transaction um so so does the platform now support only indian clients and and if yes um you know how do you convince them to to give up so you know i think i think uh, i would say a lot of credit goes to e-commerce um and the way the large marketplaces sort of initiated brands 
into you know getting or let me say not getting but collecting payments on behalf of the consumers and then remitting you know post commissions back to the brands uh, and to show them that this is also a sales channel and a business model which works right um and i think that sort of helped us go to the brands and say hey you know what um here's now an additional sales channel there's this technology stack which supports additional sales channels for you right this the additional sales channel could be a mintra an amazon a flipkart a google shopping it could very well be your own you know brand website you to see website itself it could be sort of endless isle or an omni channel platform as well and these are all sort of sales channels built on this tech stack right and ibm or an sap or someone else will come to you selling this tech stack at a license fee model you know multi million dollar you know business uh, you know multiple you know roll out in phases but we're giving you this tech stack as in the in the spirit of a saas solution but we're monetizing it based on the transaction on uh, based on sales that you will do through this tech stack and so we're going to front load a lot of our effort um, into actually doing this tech stack for you for which we're not going to charge you up front but we're going to essentially ensure that we partners with you as you go down this journey and the other reason is because i think the the tech stack is also evolving so frequently and rapidly right now that that i cannot give you a two year deployment schedule uh, like an sap or an mm-hmm. oracle or a, you know sort of microsoft will come and give you right um, it is it is the stack which is ever evolving uh, i own that stack i will maintain and upgrade that stack you are just use that to 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 sort of add sales channels to your brand and for for every sale that happens we will collect the payment on behalf of the consumer either through your d2c website through your in-store product through amazon through mintra through flipkart we will take and cut the commissions and we will remit you the rest just the way any other e-commerce marketplace does it or just the way a payment gateway does it essentially so so ultimately what you've convinced them of is um, you know we we will participate in your success right uh right. i mean only if you have a sale do we get paid and you don't get paid otherwise is that is that how um, some of the transactions absolutely work? yes absolutely i think i think our our newest product which is fine platform which is more targeted towards smes to to help build their d2c websites i think that's the only one where we have a 4 and a half to 5000 to a 10000 monthly fee uh, but even there um a large part of our earnings comes on a commission on transaction so at the current scale um you know on your website you say that uh, there are about 600 brands and a management um what has your learnings been like is there a certain threshold of a brand you need to uh, uh, you know uh, qualify for the find the solution uh, because i i know a lot of uh, so, companies so now uh you know they they say you know what uh, there is a comp- there, there's a company that only says if you don't have more than 50 retail stores i will not support you because uh, it's too right. much an effort for us right because if you're putting the effort right. up front like you're saying um you know where a sap to solution will probably cost you a few crores and this is zero that means this is an effort from your end right so how do you kind yeah. of balance that so you know two things i think one is uh, we've got a very wide range of solutions now right so i think uh, even if you don't have a store you can still work with us to get hooked on to the marketplaces you can work with us to sell on find.com you can get hooked up to us to actually power your website as well so so if you have stores you can additionally use the omni channel 
uh, uh, part of the solution to actually link up your stores to your to your demand channels also right so we've got a wide variance in that that's number one number two is that we don't do any customization and we saying here is my stack this is how the stack is going to be right i am not i am at best going to take the effort in integrating your existing data sources into my stack but i'm not going to customize my stack for you i'm not going to deploy my stack within your premises i am not going to build additional services i mean beyond a beyond a reasonable limit i'm not going to build additional services for you and i'm not going to give you additional sort of uh, hand holding unless you are of a particular size right so for example for a large brand having 300 stores yes i might i might go ahead and you know take the effort to actually build you microservices which will be better integrated into your systems but if you're a small brand yes you can you can you can use a stack there'll be limit to the customizations that will the customization and hand holding that will be able to do for you but that doesn't mean that you will not be able to get advantage of value out of a stack you'll still be able to get that yeah and as you scale as we as we see you scale we will continue to support you through that because it's a slippery slope right the moment you're trying to create uh, uh, you know specific solutions that's i mean it becomes a um, you know a software company uh, you know an it solutions company yeah, that's right <laughs> that you know is creating services yeah, right. but, but 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 the specific solutions happen happen for brands like say a w or a nike mm. um, you know or a steve madden where we know that the brand has enough cash in the market where from day one of going live we know we're able to hit about a crore business a month with them so i think for them we we have the confidence of actually going ahead and doing that uh, but but we also don't want to you know say no to brands that we know the potential can be much larger you know down down the line but have you said no to brands where uh, you know the requirements have been unreasonable so we we said no to customization we said no to the brands you know what we only going to do, do do this much and if you want to do additional things the only way i can justify doing that if is if i charge you additional commission on my transaction right so rather than a standard 25% i'll charge you a 35 or 40% if you're okay with that i might go ahead and do that if not then i'm sorry you know we we, we don't have a business out here i i see that a lot of the brands that you support on your website the logos are all reliance retail brands right um yes. and reliance brands brands that reliance uh, so you know you know funny enough yeah. funny enough all of those brands were actually on boarded with us in 2013 okay they were one of the first sales so all of those brands independently were sort of absolutely were absolutely uh, uh, in fact the diesel store in in palladium which is a reliance brand store was the very first shop since deployment back in 2012 hmm and there's independent of you know anything that could happen you know in the future between find and reliance that's that's crazy so uh, i i think my question was like um, now that you had worked with the reliance brands did that actually uh, help um, or or did that oh without a doubt it did enable this no, no, absolutely yeah. absolutely yes i mean how I mean, did I'm, that culminate i'm sure that the guys no so i would say i would say i think the reliance team independently reached out to us for this uh, you know to actually figure out a way to work together but the fact that they knew that we were working with reliance brands enabled them to pick up the phone and call their colleagues in reliance brands to ask about us and you know to sort of you know get a good reference check on us and you know the fact that reliance brands said you know what yes we've been working with this team for a long time and we like this team definitely helped in you know smoothening the transaction per se
without a doubt i yeah. would say i mean for sure the validation the validation is more authentic right because they know absolutely. that uh, absolutely uh, they they getting the right uh, feedback so um in in this journey and you're still on the journey of of making find uh, a larger uh, kind of business um can you can you help us understand what resulted in the exit uh, somewhat to sure. reliance as an as an investor a plus partner and what is the future now with reliance where do sure. you guys go from here so i think this is maybe about 2016 2017 uh where i think we were doing i mean there was find.com which is the e-commerce marketplace of course significant competition in the market at that time you know with jibong as well mintra amazon flipkart with the likes of boonik crafts villa and you know shein club factory everyone probably spending a million dollars a month at a bare minimum to try and acquire consumers right um and then we we also had these you know suite of products which were which is slightly more sexy per se um uh, but but highly profitable businesses uh, there i think it was 2016 2017 when we realized that uh, if we have to build this company large um i don't think there's there's independent venture capital available uh, in that sort of you know droves uh, to help us build this large company um uh, into this generate i mean you had the likes of almost all vc investors who had either invested or burnt their hands with e-commerce right i mean whether it was boone crafts villa you had sequoia who put in i don't know how much ever millions of dollars in both of these companies um then you had the other guys who had who were somewhat in 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 you know other e-commerce marketplaces like you know the likes of you know fashion in you uh, lime road uh, uh you know what not right? i mean there's just a a, 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 a whole plethora of them right the so the gradient so, so you know, the gradient the gradient right? of e-commerce in india is massive absolutely and 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 actually everyone was decently well funded by vcs by like top tier vcs right so um so 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 we knew early on that um while we were surviving uh, we 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 needed a large partner uh, who would who would be more strategic in nature uh, to actually help us with the next phase of the company and actually the answer to that for us was google right so in in about 2016 2017 we got google on board as an investor um and you know this was not google ventures this was not google capital this was google out of its own balance sheet um um this is google inc right uh, and wow. and it was their global shopping team which actually sort of you know did the investment uh in us so we were actually like, very very happy with saying that you know yes now we've got we've got a partner uh, who is a strategic partner a global partner um who believes in the vision of the omni channel in sort of retail panning out not just in india but sort of across the world right um so so you were very happy with sort of you know google coming on board uh um and you know we thought you know this was you know this is going in the right direction uh, a year within actually not a year probably technically 8 months within google coming on board we had alliance also reach out to us and said hey you know what we also want to do this you know thing with you um and with google 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 was a minority investor in the company uh mm-hmm. and you know we would have loved to have google on board for a longer period of time as well but i think google shopping's you know priorities were you know very different yeah. uh, back in sort of 2019 and they were still focusing on the us and in you know maybe france germany japan and what not but i think india was there yet but not sort of you know a large focus area uh, google pay had a large focus area of india but not really google shopping per se um and then reliance came knocking and said hey you know what we want to do this you know um association with you guys and uh, but you know we won't be any other investor on your cap table uh, we would want to be the only investor on your cap table 
right? Uh, so so we worth worth talking to you guys. Um, and they said we'll we'll give returns to all your investors, including Google. Um, and you know we will give you independence of 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 you know sort of operations, uh, independence of business, uh, independence of your roadmap, your team, culture, everything, as long as you know you help us with your omni-channel expertise as we embark on our omni-channel business as well, right? Uh, as long as that is working out well, we have no reason to rock your boat. You can continue with your clients. You can continue with your business lines. We can continue with your products. We have we have we we have no reason to complain, uh, but as long as you give us support uh, and expertise uh, on the way you build your omni channel, we're more than happy to do that. And you know, we went to them saying that hey, you know what, we don't want to be acquired, right? Because we believe there's still a lot of you know juice left out here. So Reliance was uh, was was happy to not do an acquisition. Was happy to acquire all all the investors, uh, and you know, come on board with the primary and secondary. And you know, allow us to sort of build our business the way we wanted to build it. So um, you mentioned in your first line that you know we got acquired by Reliance, but but, but technically that's not true. Uh, Reliance has acquired a, a majority stake in the company, uh, but the company is still pretty much you know independent, uh, uh, independently run, and independently held as well. Oh, fantastic! Um, uh, you know, I, I tried to correct my sentence there, but you know, I, I'm right. glad you <laughs> fixed it now. <laughs> um, so right. uh, you know t- today if you look at uh, you know facebook uh, you know i mean now we're talking about the biggies here uh, you know with insta right. uh, shopping and and facebook shopping uh, there is a real push towards uh, you know commerce as a category uh, you know because of the right. tools that they have uh, on these platforms to sell and and the the instagram right. shopping experience is completely blowing my mind right like just the way in which they have very seamlessly integrated that experience right uh, right with gestures with with you know the way you can I, you can see pricing you can you know discover a new product right and anybody can do it not just a brand right um it's right. even more uh, mind blowing because you can be an affiliate uh, you know selling something at the brand and you, and you can basically weave all of that into it right um right how do you see the the commerce kind of playing out um you know in 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 so, i guess the next decade see, or so. so 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 you know what i think i think there's been an explosion of channels through which consumers are consuming products and i mean i mean consuming it's both a mix of content as well as sort of you know shopping as well right i mean um, it's no longer just the mintra jabongs that are there and right? along with the amazons and the flipkarts and the mintras you have the instagrams the pinterest and the googles you also have the um, the dtc brands with their own websites coming up you have probably a cred which is also a, a large commerce company also today yeah. Yeah. um who knows maybe be a very large company um, so youtube could be a great commerce sort of funnel as well right um so we're seeing an explosion in terms of the way consumers are are sort of you know getting access to products and where they are transacting and purchasing products i think if you see all of those things that will continue to expand so if i were in the space i cannot just you know say hey i'm going to be one channel for the consumer because i'll be losing out on such a large variety of sort of you know demand there mm-hmm. the call that we at vs find have taken is that we 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 understand and we accept that the number of these channels is only going to increase 
but if we can be become the stack which allows brand to seamlessly plug into all of those channels through just one pipe we want to be that pipe right so so even the instagrams of the world and the google shoppings need access to supply they need access to you know inventory yeah. availability information to take the order and they need access to partners who will ship that order as well right they're essentially just doing the first sort of consumer engagement piece but the whole commerce stack and the commerce engine that runs behind that whether it be content inventory uh, pricing discounting fulfillment uh, you know returns management all of that still needs to be fit, fit in so we're saying that we we recognize that there are that there are these you know consumption or discovery channels that are coming in but there still needs to be a commerce engine that needs to run and support all of these discovery channels and that's a sort of the find sort of you know stack comes in there so what you're saying is that you know people can do whatever they want at the front end right the back end could be fine the back end will be fine so now all transactions flow through find and and you know you're basically the uh, the pickaxe and shovels uh, for miners right uh, so they have to use absolutely uh, they so you participate in every single transaction uh, and you're an e-commerce enabler right uh, i mean i wouldn't i i i just wouldn't say e-commerce enabler i would say commerce enabler because there are a bunch of things that we're doing on the offline stores as well so right. there is i mean there also we 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 also anticipate that the store formats are going to be ever changing right there's not always going to be a big box retailer it's not always going to be a department store there's not always going to be a single brand you know exclusive brand outlet you're going to have these you know um, express stores you're going to have these stations uh, uh uh but even there you need access to inventory you need access to payments you need access to discounting you need access to customer information so we're seeing across the commerce spectrum wherever discovery is happening whether it's online or, or offline we want to be the commerce engine that's sort of supporting all of it fantastic um you know which uh, i i'm sure uh, you you'll take fine to greater heights uh, with the backing of of a powerful uh, you know partner interlines um uh, harsh i've been uh, hearing that you you've also been investing in startups um uh, you know with with the uh, with the millions you've made from your alliance yep. sale yes i have with with the multi millions you paid from your reliance exit <laughs> millions of rupees for sure millions of rupees rupees i would say no uh, i think i i think definitely yes what's uh, what's what's your current uh, interest uh, in startups and and you know what kind of uh, founders are you backing so i think i think the interest is simply backing great teams right uh, uh, backing great teams who have a very large vision and ambition uh, and you know uh, who 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 you trust will do the right thing to sort of you know make that impact there um of course a large amount of my investing is at a super early stage uh, which is usually the first time the company is getting invested in but that's not to say that i've not you know participated in later rounds as well because like i said it's i mean at the end of the day if a founder is uh, is sort of allowing me to partner and to support them uh, as long as it's a great founder great product great business i don't mind you know coming in at any point of time right um I think I've been sector agnostic completely. Uh, um, I think I've done deals in healthcare, education, consumer products, um, in sort of retail, uh, in uh, in 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 uh, in fintech, uh, in SaaS across the board because it just comes down to good founders uh, attacking a large problem with a large market with the honesty of sort of you know uh, effort uh, uh, um, and. 
and sort of intellectual honesty right so any any so uh, any companies you should be looking out for oh i think i, I think all of them right why not <laughs> should be looking out for all of those companies uh, but but i think some of the ones which have sort of you know broken out uh, so far uh, have been i think one is uh, chaios um i think uh, uh, they they got a good good uh, a good gig going in terms of you know um, the chai chains across delhi bombay and now in dar as well so so certainly so chaios is you know one of the sort of you know early breakouts there when you've got trail which is in the short video uh, format space so they're doing a bunch of content and commerce put together uh, then there's a company called bizongo which does packaging material for e-commerce um, you know they've done decently well as well um, yeah so i mean many many companies uh, in this sort of portfolio right now uh, there's a company called pernias pop up shop uh, which is doing well uh, in the sort of you know designer label uh, sort of e-commerce segment as well as as well as offline stores too so i think i think i'm at 18 or 19 right now um in terms of in terms of my portfolio uh, but like i said all of them have been super super early stage and it's not done i mean i mean of course financial returns are you know hopefully part and parcel of it but it's about you know working with you know founders and entrepreneurs uh, i mean we had a large group of angel investors which supported us um and you know i just wanted to sort of you know be uh, continue to be part of that ecosystem and you know, supporting uh, uh, founders um building great companies no i i i mean i've uh, you know at least met a few of the startups that you referred to uh, fantastic products um i i worked a little closely with the trail team recently uh phenomenal yes. oh interesting uh, no uh, right. you know so so if a, if a founder wants to reach out to you uh, how would they do that and why should they do it i think uh, i think i think uh, i think very simply i think they can reach out to me for 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 any reason honestly right they can reach out to me for help with funding help with investors help with organization structuring help with talent acquisition help with you know product market fit you know just you want you want a beta user for your product happy to do any of those things feel free to reach out to me on linkedin or or on or on email uh happy to sort of you know reach uh, sort of you know spend time with with any founder whatsoever uh, i mean i may not i may not respond to all founders <laughs> uh, uh, uh but but i definitely read uh, read every single email and sort of linkedin message that i get um i can attest to that harsh is uh, extremely responsive great guy so if you're looking for a first investor in your company uh don't forget to Absolutely. say hi uh, i i i think you accept most linkedin uh, uh requests i believe i accept all i accept all linkedin requests all uh, i wouldn't say <laughs> most i would say all uh fantastic uh harsh thanks for taking the time and taking us through the journey of fine uh, and what you've been up to likewise varun yeah uh and and likewise it's, it's always a pleasure cheers